y'all, and welcome to the For The One podcast. Today we are talking about community. And you're like, hmm, this seems really familiar. Yeah, because we're just coming off of a holiday that celebrates community and being together and being thankful for what we have. Of course, that is slight of my inspiration, but it has been something that I have been praying about and dealing with throughout this whole semester. So let's get started. The other day, I went to go get lunch, and I ran into my old freshman roommate, and we have a sweet, one of those rare relationships where you're actually friends with them after you've lived with them. But I was just planning on, like, grabbing my food, going back to my room, and eating by myself, working on something. I don't remember what it was. But we both were like, hey, you have time? And we got to eat lunch together, and it was so, so sweet. And afterwards, I remember thinking, huh, like, I feel more full now that I ate with my friend. I feel more full than I would have when I ate by myself. And of course, I was buying the same meal either way if I was going to eat by myself or eating with my friend. I would have had the same, like, volume of food consumed, but the sense of I felt so much more spiritually filled that I got to sit down with someone who knew me and I knew her and we could just connect and enjoy fellowship with one another. Often we are eating on a go or by ourselves or watching TV. And I feel like this is really because of just our American culture on the go in the sense of like there's always something that needs to be done or by ourselves in that sense of like maybe you're working on something and need to focus or even watching tv like trying to just numb and like forget the day that's your present moment but when we do this when we eat isolated we forget the beauty and fullness of spending time with people that we love when we do life isolated not even just eating like eating meals with people is so holy and it's just one way of engaging with community I mean, think, like back in last week's episode, Megan talked about how she got engaged by joining church small groups, serving in the church, join a workout class, hang out with your work friends. There's so many different ways to engage with community. And one thing that's so great about community is all the benefits that it has. Like joy, like you're sitting with people that you love and the people who can just make you laugh the most roll on the floor silent laughter like about to wet your pants because you just are dying laughing like such joy can come from community and even when you're not rolling on the floor with laughter pains you're engaging in something joyful like game night or you know your hobby maybe you paint or draw or play music and you're just fellowshipping and bonding over gifts that you have so great to be in community because people I mean think we all have different minds we all have different personalities and someone may think something that you don't think or say something you have even thought of and it just brings joy to think like wow a new thought a new idea another benefit of community which some it may be hard for some people but truly is for the better of most is accountability like someone who will tell you what's up and what you need to hear as opposed to maybe what you want to hear. Um, even if they say it and at first you're kind of mad at them, 
but you know, yeah, I probably should do. Yeah, they're right. Accountability. Like if you're isolated, no one's going to tell you to stop doing what you're doing or do something different or hold you and say, hey, didn't you say you were going to stop doing that? But with community, you have that accountability. Another one is support, like people holding your hand. I know I really needed people to give me rides at some point, whether I couldn't drive for whatever reason or my car was breaking down. I gave a ride to a friend literally yesterday and today, like, or just someone supporting you through like a meal train, like you just had a baby or you just had a surgery or someone in your family is in the hospital and they're like, here, let us bring you food. Like, I swear it's a love language. They need to add it. What is it? Acts of service, personal time, physical touch. And words of affirmation, add food onto there. I feel like that really should be a thing. But like community benefits us in that it has accountability and support and joy. And I'm not saying these things because I think you may not know them. Like, no, I'm just bringing them to light. And honestly, just speaking like in awe, like how beautifully fellowship with one another has been created by God. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. This kind of ties back into what we were saying earlier about support. Of like, your friend, there's a there's a country song, and it's like, oh, it's Tim McGraw, what does it say? You find out who your friends are, like, you need something from them, and you'll know who your friend is because they'll drop everything to help you. Like, that is your friend, a brother born for time of adversity, someone who loves you at all times. Be like, hey, are you at, like, such a joyful time? Let me celebrate with you. Oh, are you in a hardship? Like, here, how can I help you and how can I be there for you? Which is so, so sweet and so, so precious that God has put that inherent desire in our hearts to love on those we love. Another great verse for, about community is Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen which says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Think about it. Like we talked about last week, like how can you be refined? How can you be better? What in me, God, do you want? Well, it's community. Like community is one way that God prunes us, whether it be through that accountability, someone calling you out and saying, hey, this is something I see that you're doing that you're messing up with, like, and you need to change your, or whether it's iron sharpening iron and someone showing you the joy in life that you may be missing and saying, hey, come join this with me. Come celebrate with me. As iron sharpens iron, like your community, the people, if if they're good for you, I hope they're good for you. I pray that they are. Like they will better you. And it's so great. And I understand like not everyone feels like they may have that community. Often this comes during a transition period in our lives. Like like in like Megan mentioned, move to a new city. If you're starting a new job or starting school for the first time, something like that. Just let it be known. Be careful because yes, I totally understand. Like I honestly, that's something I've recently struggled with of like, who are my community? And I'll talk about it in a little bit in a second. But I just encourage you, if you are someone in that maybe transition period or don't feel like they have a community. And you're like, I'm not even in a transition period. Like, I just don't know who my friends are. Like, I pray God will strengthen you and God will be your support. And God will place people in your lives so that you can experience this joy. 
because when we feel like when we start to feel like we don't have community like that is like satan tries to isolate us so that we feel more vulnerable so that we are more vulnerable satan wants to get you by yourself he tells you lies about yourself and often distorts how we view our relationships you know there's a time oh my word i don't know why but i remember crying in my bed feeling so alone in a house full of people with friends that I see every day. And I remember crying to God because I felt like I could not talk to anyone that no one would understand that anyone I told would just have an answer that I didn't need to hear. And I felt so alone. But it was all in my head. Because when my sister came bursting in through my door, as sisters do without even knocking, I was just crying in bed. She wanted to be like, Kiki, what's going on? And she's like, oh. Oh, you're crying. <laughs> and, I was t- and I told her. I told her how I felt. And she was like, well, no. And she laid it out for me. She was like, here are all the people that you have in your life. You have in me. You have your family. You have your friends. And it was so sweet because literally I was upset because I felt so alone. Felt being the operative word. Yeah, it was Satan trying to isolate me and attack me and say, yeah, you are alone. When no, really I wasn't. I was in a house full of people. And in a community full of people. And it was just all in my head. There was also a time when I felt like, specifically, I thought one friend of mine didn't want to be my friend anymore. Like, she hadn't been talking to me as much. She already was, like, in a kind of a different friend group. But, like, it had been like that for a while. And I was so nervous she didn't want to be my friend anymore. And you know how, like, when you text people and you can't always read tone via text. And we were going out for a birthday dinner at Chili's. Iconic. And I had made her this little Mod Podge little picture board of us. I like being crafty and gifting things to people. And I was so nervous for this dinner. For whatever reason, I thought, I was like... She's just so disinterested in me now. She doesn't like me anymore. Like, she doesn't want to be my friend. Like, let me know. I had known this girl for the majority of my life. Still am great friends with her. And we went to dinner that night. Her her mom picked me up in the car. We couldn't even drive. We were a little freshman in high school. Couldn't even drive. Her mom picked me up, dropped us off at Chili's. And y'all, it was the best time because I was sitting there with my oldest friend eating chilies which we love and celebrating her birthday like all I needed to do was get out of my head and into the real world of like she never stopped loving me it was Satan who was telling me that y'all it is so important to seek community otherwise our self-isolation gives Satan a foothold It provides for him a vulnerability in us to exploit. Y'all, from the beginning, in Genesis 2.18, God had just made the earth and he had made Adam and all the animals. And he noticed in verse 2.18, he said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. God said it. Right from the beginning, it is not good for humanity to be alone. Guys, if we were meant to be alone, God would have made one person. If we were meant to be alone, he wouldn't have made cultures that bring us together. He wouldn't have made 
us have similar likes and dislikes. He would have made us completely polar opposites. He wouldn't have made a single person that liked the same things you did. Like If he wanted us to be alone, he would have made us alone, but he didn't. He said, it is not good for man to be alone. Like, that's why we're literally born. Like, it is inherent in how we're made. We're born into families. Straight up born into community. From the beginning, we're meant to be together. And there's strength in numbers. If we were one, if we are just one by ourselves, like, I mean, yeah, you can accomplish a lot, but not as much as you could with more people. And yeah, we can love ourselves to a certain extent, but oftentimes it's the people around us that love on us that continue our strength in that. You know, speaking to the transition periods that I mentioned earlier, when I first came to college, I'd never been a new kid anywhere. I went to the same school for my entire K through 12 education, actually since I was three. Great times, loved it. And I was like, I've never been the new kid before. I don't know a single person going here. Like, I do not know what to do. And people would remind me like, oh, like everyone's in the same boat. And like, yes, we were. And like, and I was trying to seek that community and I joined my sorority and it's been great and I'm still in it and I love it. But like three months into college, I was comparing my two-month-old relationships to the ones I had had my entire life. Of like, oh, these girls are nice, but they don't know my family and they don't know all my likes and dislikes and they don't know every like secret detail about me. Like, and they, well, they hadn't had the time to get to know that. And I hadn't had the time to get to know that about them. You know, relationships that three months old is not the same as a relationship that's a lifelong relationship that you've had like it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight and I feel like that was something I was almost disappointed in I don't know why I thought it would maybe because it's like social media that I'd seen telling me of people people looked like their besties but they probably weren't at the time that they were posting you know community doesn't happen overnight and actually this year actually this semester I had been praying I was like god I want deeper community here at school like I don't want to leave here only having bridesmaids from high school like that's so okay that sounds so weird let me explain myself I mentally gauge relationships by if I think they're going to be a bridesmaid in my wedding or invited to the bachelorette party or invited to the wedding and or not invited to the wedding and it's just so funny like Maybe other people feel that too. Let me know if you do. That's just kind of how I gauge. And so I was like, I don't want to like graduate college and only have bridesmaids from high school. I want to have friends from this time of my life. I need friends from this time of my life. And so I was like, okay, God, I like this is a deep desire in my heart. And I started presenting to him. I said, hey, like, can you please help me get this? And so what I did, I was like, okay, these. I know these girls I've met a couple times, like, I want to get closer with them, so I'll reach out to these girls, and, oh, I want to get more involved in my sorority, so I will run for officer position. Oh, I want to get more involved in the local church, in the college community at church. Okay, I'm going to join a small group. I'm going to join and go regularly. Like, I set these goals for myself, and I prayed, and God has been working through them. Praise Jesus, because And I'm not saying, like, I'm at, like, the epitome of my social career, my social life right now. Well, no. But it's, I'm 
currently watching a prayer being answered in my life. I put in the work by attending more and getting involved and actively reaching out. Then God blessed me with great community. And does this mean I know everything about them? No. I'm still getting to know them. But there's a richness in investing in community that will support you and advocate for you and hold you accountable. And remember what I said earlier about how I was nervous, like, my friend wouldn't like me, but, like, I reached out to her, like, we went to her birthday dinner. Like, often when we reach out to people, they were hoping that we would. Like, it may not feel that way when you're reaching out to someone, but have you ever been thinking about someone in your mind and be like, oh, I need to talk to them? And then, like, automatic, like, randomly they message you and you're like, oh, my goodness, I was just thinking about you. Like, often when we reach out to people, we're hoping they would. And often when we share a thought, people are probably thinking the same thing. Think about, like, why teachers say to listen during questions. Like, class, listen during the questions because some of you may have the same one kind of thing. And you may be wondering, like, but KK, like, doesn't it say, like, we can't earn anything? We can't, you know, do anything to earn God's love? I'm not talking about earning God's love. Like, We're not made to just sit here and be doing nothing and loving God. We're made to be loving God while doing things for his kingdom. There's a story some of y'all may have heard, and I feel like I've told this often. I don't think I've told it on here, though. But it's about a man whom he prayed all his life. God, please, please, please let me win the lottery. Please, 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 God, let me win that lotto. And he prayed all throughout his life, I think it was like the last 10 years of his life where the story goes, and he gets to heaven, and he goes, God, how come you never, like, I prayed so, so much, like, how come I never won the lottery? And God goes, he looks at him, and he goes, well, you never bought a ticket. <laughs> and, the, like, how profound, like, the point of the story is, like, we can pray as much as we want in our room, in our bed, by ourselves. God, give me a community. Give me this, please. But if we don't actually take that step and go out there and pursue it, community doesn't develop just sitting by yourself in your room. Community develops when going to events where you may be scared to go to by yourself, but it's like, oh, I know if I go to this, like, I'll meet people kind of thing. Like, it is an effort for us to do. And so I highly encourage it if you feel like you don't have community. Like, that is is a feasible step, a feasible goal that I had set for myself this semester. And like I said, I'm not like the closest I've ever been to someone with these friends, but I'm just learning that richness richness of community and being closer with them and seeing a prayer answered because I asked God for this and then I went and did something so that he could work through me for it, if that makes sense. It may be hard, especially for those who are shy and introverted, but ask God to give you the courage to take those steps that may be scaring you. Y'all, in Matthew 18, verse 20, y'all probably seen this posted in so many kitchens. (laughs) It says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. Now, this verse is talking specifically about people gathering for the sake of Jesus, mainly in church or Bible study, service projects, dinner, but it also is talking about when you're engaging in holy social community. 
Like Jesus is in community with us. Praise God for community. Literally, that should just be it. The the podcast over. Praise God for community. (laughs) Jesus is with us. And just coming off of Thanksgiving, y'all may relate to the warm, fuzzy feeling of being with those you love. Like cherish those moments cherish those times and those memories being made like this thanksgiving i got to cuddle with my nieces on the couch and it was just so sweet and so precious and much needed and it was so fun and loving and so i hope this episode helped you remember those you love and made you smile thinking about all the fun times you've had and maybe help you look forward to the fun times you will have I hope during this holiday season, you'll have yummy meals and make many memories. For the one who feels isolated from community, you can pray to God to give you that social stamina and social strength to reach out to others. And y'all, I'm telling you, God provides. For the one who's surrounded by a strong community, praise God and know that you are blessed. For the one who's listening, Jesus loves you. God bless. y'all thanks again for listening to the for the one podcast remember to follow along on our instagram at for the one podcast underscore and go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on your listening platform feel free to leave comments as i'd love to hear what you have to say thanks again for listening peace out